Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home available right now via the iheart app and itunes our two new podcasts armstrong and getty one more thing that's our daily after show podcast and armstrong and getty extra large featuring our interviews of the most interesting people in the world subscribe today via the iheart app or itunes or wherever podcasts are given away for free because we're stupid survey the most stressful city in the united states is los angeles 76 <laughs> percent of la residents feel at least somewhat stressed every day which for me is proof that eating healthy makes you miserable um it's <laughs> good yeah. yeah. um yeah <laughs> well and as a uh a slightly zoftig guy. I mean, I'm sure if you ran into James Corden um, in person, he'd look like everybody you know. Because you've got to be obscenely skinny in real life to look somewhat skinny on TV. We've had the experience of meeting many TV people. 
Right. Like, and that big, curvy, voluptuous gal on TV, you meet her, and she's, like, pretty thin. And the thin people look scary. Dying. I'll bet if you saw <laughs> Stephen Colbert or Jimmy Fallon in person, you'd think, oh, my God. Yeah. He's a stick person. Right. Kelly Ripa's a marionette puppet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Tiny little thing. So California's doing the craziest thing any state in this country has done short of uh, secede. I mean, it, it is absolutely bizarre. So I'll get to that in a second, but I promise this. Beto O'Rourke is, uh, is, is pulling out all the stops, right? He's trying to get a little bit, a bit of attention. But so he was in Iowa this week, and he was at some sort of gathering where they were speaking, and he had his name card in front of his seat there at the desk, and it said Beto O'Rourke, and underneath it, it said he slash him slash his. He oh, put boy. his pronouns oh, underneath boy. his name to show how incredibly enlightened he is. Right. And I thought, wow, that is just transparent. That, that's reeks of effort. Oh, yeah. we have seen more and more of that. Oh, yeah. Guaranteed. Oh, I know. Yeah. I know. I know. Hip. My Ooh. wife got a um, she got an application from a college student that at the bottom of all the stuff, you know, where I worked, what I know, what I've done. Here are my pronouns. Yeah. Email signatures, uh, social media profiles, the and I it trend. The younger the person's profile, the more likely they're going to have their pronouns just in there, like and, it's a given. Uh, my professor, I know, I know a guy who was a professor who quit because he was not going to go along with that and figure out what everybody's pronouns were and put them on their papers and all that. And attempt to memorize them, yeah. Because if you don't get it right, getting back to another conversation about herd mentality, and all of a sudden. <clears throat> If you don't get it right, even though nobody's been doing this for the history of mankind, right? You're you're clearly on the wrong side of things. We're going to scream at you and dock you, and you're in big trouble. And you it's can lose not your job. the failure of memorization; it's hate. Clearly, if you forget, yeah, just bizarre. that is something. Oh, by the way, Jack. Speaking of Beto O'Rourke, he of the leading status now, hovering around two percent. Uh, I have the walkout song playlist. For all the Democrats at the big uh, Iowa Democrats Hall of Fame. Oh, I want to hear that. Thing. Anybody, oh, yeah. Is anybody using you can't always get what you want? Uh, no. Wow. I still so am much. amazed by that. And I will tell you this. I'm hurt, hurt to the bone that Beto is using one of my favorite songs of all time. He clearly has good taste. He's ruined music. it. I think I think he'd be a very likable guy. I don't oh, think yeah. he's going to be no, a president of the United States. Oh, he's a, he's a musician and the rest of it, and I'm sure he's a fine fellow. Can skateboard like me? You know, there's a uh, goes to the dentist. So I hear. Yeah, there's a thingamajigger in the Washington uh, Post. Uh, who wrote this? Uh, Eugene Robinson, who's wrong about everything, but uh, eloquent fellow. Uh, but his, his the title of his piece is "We Don't Need 23 Presidential Candidates." There's another important role to fill. And he's talking about uh, John Aikenlooper and Steve Bullock and, and uh, Beto O'Rourke and several others. Why aren't you fools running for the Senate? Well, that's been a big question for a long time now. And the fact that um, Democrats absolutely will not take the Senate back because much of their best talent that could have run against a Republican has decided to run for president. I Why think is that? Is it the ego... American uh, uh, obsession with the presidency now? I wonder if you just don't get the feeling of accomplishment being a senator that you used to. Unless you're president, you're nothing. Yeah. I, I don't know. It seems weird to me. You you got a shot at being a U.S. senator. 
You've got no shot. Or maybe there's a little bit. Trump got elected. Why can't I get be, be elected? Maybe there's some of that. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, used to think both. I can't be president. Now I feel like I can. Uh, it, it bothers me because it reinforces the idea that Congress really has no role, but is a rubber stamp, and the Senate has no role. Really. Well, the Senate's it's it's a all big about deal. the president. The president writes the budget, and he declares the wars, and the rest. Congress has no role in anything. Like a half dozen of the Senate's biggest stars, uh, Democrats, that that could have run decided to either run for president or are still thinking about running for president. Mm-hmm. That's that's amazing. Yeah. Well, so here's what California has decided to do. If you're not following this, this is going to if it's not already on your national story radar, it's going to be. Um, they're going to give free health care to illegal immigrants. Um, I, I'm against giving free health care or health care to, to to everybody. Period. Right, but in the case of California, even illegal immigrants through age twenty-five and then starting again at age sixty-five or something like that. Yeah, it's uh, it's astonishing, and the fact that there hasn't been an enormous angry reaction yet in Cal Unicornia is amazing to me too. I just think the electorate's mostly out of touch. They just know that they're supposed to vote left, and so they do. Gavin Newsom is willing to sell out the taxpayers to court the so-called Hispanic vote. And uh, just let's understand this, the black vote, the Hispanic vote. You you folks understand that you're being put in a pen and told you all have to think alike. And if you don't, you've betrayed your race, putting aside the fact that Hispanic isn't a race. Uh, do you understand how demeaning that is? Are you comfortable with being demeaned and manipulated like that? I, I wouldn't think so. But anyway... How do you, I mean, you can't have all three things. You can't even have two of them, actually. You can't have a, a social welfare state and have illegal immigration. Nope. You can't do that. How do, how do you, how does, I just don't understand the, the math thing? on that. The three-legged stool of stupid. Oh, I forgot the third thing. Yeah, Maybe it it'll pop back in. Those two were so good that that third one's extraneous. <laughs> yeah, it's just well, and this is why just be piling on really. This is why I call California Cal Unicornia because there's an utter lack of realism. There, it's like all the adults have left, and the whole how are we going to pay for it, or won't this result in more of an undesirable, uh, you know, outcome, or it's unsustainable because if you are offering such rich benefits to anybody who comes to the state, you'll have an explosion. I mean, people, can you imagine you're an illegal uh, alien in Arizona, Nevada, Oregon, anywhere? If you don't flock to California, why not? And especially if you got an ill aunt or a sick kid or whatever. Sure. Just show up. Um, Oh, I know the third thing. You can't can't narrow the tax base down to just, you know, the rich will pay and have illegal immigration and have a social workforce state. For, For a state... It's not going to work because the people who are paying for this will just step across the border. Not my problem anymore. I now live in a different state. Right. Now, if it happens for the whole country, then then that's that's a different deal. But for Mm -hmm. a state, I think the people paying the bills in California are just going to decide, well, I'm not going to do that anymore. I guess I'll move to Oregon. Or, or Idaho or wherever, and you, good luck with that whole yeah. health care for illegals. I'm not paying for it. Well, so much money is being generated out of Silicon Valley right now. Um, your Googles and Facebooks and Apples and the rest of it, uh, so much of the tax that supports Cal Unicornia, that the state will be okay as long as that is sustained. But um, there are, uh, for instance, Georgia, because the, the abortion flap recently, we heard this again, that more uh, is spent making movies in Georgia than in so-called Hollywood in Los Angeles. 
just because it's so much less expensive and and much easier uh, to do movies elsewhere. And the sure with the, so with the higher taxes and regulations, you're, yeah. you're driving a, an expense an industry that brings you a lot of money somewhere else, right? And Silicon Valley will Movie follow suit. It's already begun. The dispersion of you know your tech capitals has already begun, and it will continue. Just because Steve Jobs' adoptive parents were from Palo Alto doesn't mean everything has to stay there right. forever. Yeah, well said, but. I tell you what, my friends, it is just insane. The blue West Coast has just gone mad. And, you know, where it ends will be interesting to observe. Where this whole 2020 Democratic whatever goes is uh, who knows also. And I heard something interesting from an interesting pair. Donnie Deutsch and Scaramucci were on a show yesterday discussing 2020 and had some interesting insight among other things on the way i also want to get to this study about people who don't think they're in good enough shape to join a gym so they're trying to get in better shape so they can join the gym yes they're afraid of how people are going to look at them on the way on the armstrong and getty show armstrong and getty the armstrong and getty show So I'm watching MSNBC yesterday, Chris Matthews, hardball, and he teases. He said, I'm going to have Anthony Scaramucci and Donnie Deutsch on later together. Wow. And I thought, well, i got to watch that. <laughs> There's a couple of interesting characters right there. Both of them know Trump from The Apprentice. Both of them were on The Apprentice. Mm. Celebrity Apprentice. Anyway, um, they're talking about um, uh, Trump running and who he runs against and all that sort of stuff. And I'll fill in anything that doesn't make sense when this is over. Of course, I had a segment called Beware of the Trump Pivot. He is such a transactionalist and with no ideology. Can he do it? He will Can do he it. Straight now? At the end of the day, it's about survival. Well, he, and if he doesn't, to be honest, if he's running against a Biden-Harris ticket and they don't stumble over themselves, he will do the math and he will then do that pivot. Because you're you're no, making an assumption it, about the, the brains of the Democratic Party. The, you think the Democrats are smart enough to put that ticket together? Yeah. Chris, you and I both know like this. That. And I, people like Elizabeth Warren are incredibly impressive. She loses 48 states. There's a couple wow. of things to unpack there that I thought were mm. interesting. Well, that last nugget there. You and I both know Elizabeth Warren loses 48 states. Do you, wow. un- do you unpack at a hotel room or do you just grab stuff out of your uh, suitcase? When I was a younger man. Do you have a timeline like more than two days, that sort of thing? Uh, when I was a younger man, I just lived out of my suitcase and thought it was ridiculous that they even have drawers there. I've since uh, really embraced the whole put my clothes in the drawers and mm. live like I'm at home thing. I really enjoy it. Yeah, it's and then stress free. And put the suitcase away in the closet and the room's just like clean and less cluttered. Yeah. Maybe it's because my home is such a disaster. Mm. I really enjoy the clean hotel room. Mm. Maybe that's it. Uh, anyway, the idea that they all agree. Well, Scaramucci's a Republican, but Donnie Deutsch and uh, Chris Matthews, uh, Elizabeth Warren loses 48 states. Chris Matthews saying, is the Democratic Party smart enough to put Biden and Harris together as a ticket? I thought that was interesting. And then the first part, which uh, I I left out a chunk in which Donnie Deutsch said, I've wondered all along, because Trump hangs around 40, 45 percent. If he would moderate his tone just a little bit, I think he's at 55 percent. And he said, I think he'll make that pivot. If he's oh, running that's what against, they were talking about. yeah, okay. he said, I think the, that Trump will make that pivot if he's running against somebody that that a, a ticket that could beat him if he doesn't make that pivot. But he said all Trump has to do is just leave off some of that rough edges, and he could be at fifty-five. And I thought, wow, that's interesting from Donnie Deutsch, who hates Trump. Mm. I mean, hates him deeply to his core. Wow, <laughs> if you've ever watched him on any of these shows, yeah. and they used to be friends and had have had a complete falling out and don't speak to each other anymore and all that sort of stuff. Mm. 
Interesting. I never even considered the idea that the uh, the 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 Trump changing the way he is that a lot of people believed during the campaign. As soon as he gets the nomination, completely different person. Okay. As soon as he becomes president, completely different person. Deutsch is saying that's still a possibility. Yeah. Well, he does at times. I don't know. Suppose we'll all live to find out, Jack, unless we don't. And then you'll be missed. So the walk-up songs, it's big in Major League oh, Baseball this. right now. They, uh, You go to the game up on the stadium, they'll show the guy's picture and his, uh, his batting average and the rest of it. And then uh, they'll be jamming his walk-up song and show you who it is in some stadiums. So if you like the tune, you can download it, I guess, or stream it or whatever. Uh, so uh, Corey Booker, who uh, nobody cares about, I thought he'd be formidable, but not so much. Lovely Day by Bill Withers. Okay. Eric Swalwell, Swalwell. Caught up in the country. Anybody know what that is? Who who does that one? No. I could flip to this other Sounds like it's a country song of some sort. Figure it out. Uh, Oh, Rodney Atkins. Okay. Okay. Uh, And then you got uh, Bernie Sanders. Power to the people! (laughs) The Soviet National Anthem! Play it! Play the Soviet Anthem! That's the way I want to take the country! Tulsi Gabbard, who's so impressive. Bernie Sanders, I expect. Oh, I remember this one. This was a hit when I was 50. I was expecting Peggy Sue or something. Exactly. Tulsi Gabbard, who's very impressive, but for some reason isn't really catching fire. Ain't no mountain high enough. Pete Buttigieg. Boot Edge Edge. Never. Edge Edge. They say Edge Edge. <laughs> Never giving up, comma bachelor. Is that the artist? I don't know. Boot edge. Is that edge. the theme song from the Bachelor? List? Um, I don't know, and I don't care much. Oh yeah, it's by Bachelor, whoever that is. Um, uh, 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 Harris, Kamala Harris, work that by Mary J. Blige. That's kind of funny. <laughs> uh uh, John Delaney, who's apparently a human being and apparently running. I've been everywhere. Johnny Cash. <laughs> I've been everywhere, man. That's a good tune. Uh, Jay Inslee, please. Mr. Blue Sky, Kirsten Gillibrand, good as hell. Nobody cares. Phoniest person in the race. Ryan. Ryan. Who's that again? There's somebody running named Ryan. 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 First name or last name? I thought maybe I was having a senior moment. Just says Ryan. Meg Ryan? She's not running. Buddy or- Ryan? Is is it a is it a one name person like Cher? I don't know. It's they it's just a call tweet. Big, everybody calls me Ryan. Oh, they're they're I don't know. Uh, like thinking. Prince, I'm Ryan. Are we forgetting somebody obvious? I don't know. Yang, who cares? How dare you? Uh, Williamson. <laughs> it's another person running for president. All right, Warren. Elizabeth Warren. Nine two five. What a way to make living. Hick and Looper. I won't waste your time. Elizabeth it, Warren's is nine to five. Yes, sir. She Get is old. Get Looper's the soundtrack to Deep Throat. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Horn music. Klobuchar. Bull His mom picked it out. My Dessa. Bullock. Nobody cares. De Blasio. Nobody cares. Uh, Bennett. That's right. Bennett. Nah, nobody cares. Uh, Beto came out uh, to uh, uh, the clampdown from uh, The Clash, which is one of my all-time favorite songs. Um, and he seems like a nice fella. He's just a dope. I think it's interesting with Elizabeth Warren surging in national and state polls that Chris Matthews and Donnie Joyce, you know, we all know, she loses 48 states. That Wow. 
I, that's the inside view of some of your. That's what they said about Trump. Opinion makers in, uh, in 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 progressive politics on the MSNBC. Wow, De Blasio, who's got worse numbers in New York than Trump, um, he also went with the Clash song. So all right, all right. Real missed well, opportunity. I think uh, some of them on the left side could, to go with the Who's won't get fooled again. That would be that would be my choice. Yeah, well, I still don't understand the message Trump's sending with "You can't always get what you want." I just what I, songs about smoking pot, Hanson? All of them. That's correct. <laughs> can't fail. I'm doing no, the research. No, yes, really. it's true. <laughs> they are all about it. Yeah, more or less, either that or sex. What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Well, investigating the investigators, the Mueller battle rages on. Oh, good lord! We got a new report about Kim Jong Un's murdered half brother. And summer, we know, means fun, so we have a new listicle of the most fun states in the U.S. Oh, good. That sounds fun. If you haven't heard about Kim's murdered half-brother and what he was up to, stay tuned. One of our fave guests on the way, Jeff Fowler, Jeffrey Fowler of the Washington Post, about how facial recognition is here. It's coming to airports. We're doing it. For better or worse, and he seems to be concerned about it, so we'll see what the concerns are. I kind of like the idea of not having to have a ticket. It just recognizes me, and I, I walk on. But Big Brother and whatnot. Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, it's official. The Justice Department will be looking into actions taken by the U.S. government and foreigners as they check out how the Trump-Russia investigation started. Oh, I can't believe I even heard that word, that phrase. White House Press Secretary... I just heard the phrase, Trump-Russia investigation. Where do I go to hide from that? White House Press Secretary Sarah Sanders applauding the move this morning. We know that there was corruption uh, at the highest levels at the Department of Justice and the FBI. And the American people deserve to know why this happened to the American president. In a letter to House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jerry Nadler, the Assistant Attorney General said their review is going to be broad in scope and multifaceted. Letter adds that DOG and DOJ rather would take a look at the entire intelligence community to see if policies were violated or any laws were broken. Hey, all of y'all, how about you quit telling us what you're gonna do? You're coming off like a bunch of stoned underachievers. Just do it. Just investigate it. Let us know if you come up with anything on either side. Just shut up and quit calling John Dean as a witness. This whole thing is a farce. Wall Street Journal's reporting North Korean leader Kim Jong-un's half-brother Kim Jong-nan, who was killed in a Malaysian airport in 2017, was a CIA informant who met with people from that agency several times. The journal I wonder if he was a willing or unwilling informer. Hmm. He was going for money and coke and babes, or if they told him, hey, listen, you remember when you got drunk and shot off your mouth about how your older brother ought to be killed? It's actually his younger brother, isn't it? Yeah. How your brother ought to be killed? Uh, 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 that happened to be recorded, and it'd be shame if your your bro heard that. So we just need you to take a couple of pictures now and then. It's not hard to imagine that he um, is horrified by the state of his own country and yeah. wants to do anything he can do to help bring it yeah. to some sort of modernity. Well, yeah, and I was just reading a chunk of Anna Fifield's new book about uh, North Korean fathead in particular and how the older brother was seen as probably not the greatest prospect and squeezed out by his dad. And and so, you know, hell, there might be familial jealousies sure. and resentments at work, too. Sure, like Fredo. 
Kim, I wanted to be the dictator. <laughs> Why can I not be the dictator? Kim hadn't lived in North Korea for several years at the time he was killed. It's believed Kim Jong-un ordered the death of his brother. He was fatally poisoned. You'll recall when two women smeared a nerve gas on or nerve agent on his face at the airport. That's something. And they thought they were part of a South Korean prank show? Yep, TV they show. They thought they were on the, you know, the, the, the equivalent of punked. Thought, all I have to do is put this stink chemical in this guy's face and I get $500? Yay! Canada is planning to ban harmful single-use plastics as soon as 2021. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau says right now Canadians are on track to throw away an estimated $11 billion worth of plastic materials a year by 2030. He says but by improving the way the country manages plastic waste, they can reduce almost 2 million tons of carbon pollution. I, I would like to personally, I'm not there yet, but I'm close, personally make a vow to never buy another bottled water, or at least almost never, because we've got so many containers. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm a lot, I go through probably, I buy a 30-pack a week, probably. Oh, why? I don't know. Why? Laziness? You're convenience? Po- well, so it's all convenience. the planet. Laziness is, uh, you know, it's unfair. That it's, it's is not it's exactly fair. Convenience. <laughs> oh, Lord, please send a bear to ravage Jack and teach him the error of his ways, abusing the earth. If he's in the water, a shark could probably be more. Ah, listen, I'm not going to, oh, Lord, I'm not going to tell you how to do your job. Swarm of bees, whatever occurs keep, to you. I keep a 30-pack of the little bottles in my truck all the time and just you know, always have water. There. Don't they get a little hot? I don't Summertime. care. Drinking hot water? Yeah. Oh, Lord, you hear that? He also drinks hot water like a weirdo. I don't care what the temperature of water is. All right, my friends, it is indeed summertime. Break out the fun. Wallet Hub has ranked the top states when it comes to having a good time. Yeah, right now. Let's have fun with this list, Marshall. (laughs) They looked at entertainment, nightlife, uh, recreation, amusement parks, golfing, casinos, etc., etc., etc. And the top ten from 10th to first place ranks and this And one way. of the etc. is probably their use of renewables. But anyway, back to your list. <laughs> I just love Indiana. Oh, I've, I've, been, I've had a lot of fun in Indiana. All right, now, when I mention a state, tell me if you've had fun in it. How about Texas? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Austin, Texas, you kidding me? Indeed, uh, Deep Ellum and out in Dallas, give me a break. Yep, yep, yep. Go to a ball game, etc. How about the great state of Oregon? Oregon is big fun. I'm going to have a big fun in Oregon this very summertime. There you go. Now in of course, eight. that's where I watched the big eclipse. Was in Oregon. Oh, that's right. That's right. Right. It's, they uh, they threw it. A bit State of a full funded. moon sighting there too. As yes, well, exactly. Right? With a woman dropping her pants and <laughs> urinating nearly upon us, oh, like geez. a horse on the streets of Portland. Oh, hey, did you? Uh, How did Jupiter go for you last night? Oh, I completely forgot. Oh. oh. Well, I went I went out and unaided, just with my eyeballs, it looked like a very, very bright star. So, but you really needed a, a, a telescope. But So a lot of these things, usually, I mean, like last night would have been the best night, but it was pretty good the night before and probably pretty good tonight, right? right. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, Jupiter, it. it's, it's the end of its shift. <laughs> it's, it's gone. gone. There's, it's gone. gone. There's no Jupiter anymore. No. In eighth place, you got Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, big fun state. I honeymooned in Pennsylvania. There this you go. is amazing. Really? Oh, this is fun city. All right. Coming in seventh, Minnesota. Minnesota. Hmm? I have failed to have fun in Minnesota. I have. You have? Fishing, you fishing the... trips, yes. Oh, nice. Now, I know a lot of us have had fun in Nevada. Oh, yeah. Nevada. Not allowed to talk about sometimes, that. Yes. Sometimes more than enough. Statute of limitations not up yet. And I almost threw up when you said that. <laughs> and then 
And then we've got Colorado. I'll never forget the time in Nevada where yeah. I was in a place where I don't know if I should have been there. Perhaps not. Fate had me there. It's funny how fate is. And, and I thought, you know, it's cool. I'm not really known here. And it, nobody's going to care. No, or whatever. And, right. and it was five minutes. Uh, a gal comes up to me and says, hey, you're the dude from TV, aren't you? I'm like, oh, no. Oh, boy. Oh, golly. This is back when we were on TV. Oh, boy. Most fun I've ever yeah. had in Nevada is at the Long Branch Saloon in Lunig, Nevada, which is not actually a town. It only has eight residents. Right. Wow. And this old guy who's a World War II vet runs this little Quonset hut with a cooler, and yes. he sells beers out of it <laughs> yes. to anybody who happens by on this lonesome highway. Yeah. And I stopped there and drank with him for the afternoon and listened to his stories. That was my favorite Nevada story. Oh, that's great. Fifth most- I remember as a kid, my Nevada story, I had one foot in Nevada and one foot in California and... <laughs> On the state line. Good times. Two states at once is what you're saying. Two states at once. Good times. It's a very good time. Double the normal amount of states. Yes. Fifth most fun state (laughs) is Colorado. Colorado. Yeah, I was ordered to leave Denver and never come back for urinating in the parking lot of the bar. Banned for life. The police told me I could not come back to Denver. Washington State comes in fourth, and boy, I've had fun in Washington State. Mm-mm. Oh, 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 absolutely. Yeah. yeah, beyond question. Oh, yeah. I wish I, I you know, I got a standing offer from uh, one of our beloved listeners in Anacortes who wants to oh. buy me a beer next time I'm in that uh, beautiful part of the world. And Very I nice. wish it were this afternoon, my friend. Yeah, no, Trust yeah, me. I spent my 10th birthday in Seattle. It's one of my most vivid memories of, hmm. of, of right. that era. Wonderful city. It's a little bummy and needly and poopy these days, but what are you going to do? Third most fun state happens to be New York. I have not spent much time at all in New York State. Hanson's going to New York City this weekend. Him and his wife without the kids. It's going to get crazy, isn't it, Hanson? It's going to be so wild. We'll be napping like crazy people. Are you going to go to Studio 54 and disco? (laughs) Second most fun state is Florida. I've never set foot in Florida ever. Oh, you know. All kinds of fun in Florida. I didn't want to bog down the discussion, but yes to New York, and heck yes to Florida. Are you kidding? Oh, if you fail to have a good time in Florida, it's your fault. Throw yourself into the Atlantic or the Gulf, depending Jet which coast you're on. on the ocean in Miami Beach. Yeah. I'm not going until they get their gator problem settled. Like, there's way too many gators there. And then Key West. When I went to yeah. Key West, I thought, why don't I live here? I need to do everything. At the time I was there, and there's a lot of places like this you right. go, where you think, what do I need to do to change my life to live here? Fishing, golf, beaches, amusement parks, the best in the world. Oh, yeah. Dinosaurs. Eh. Roaming eh. the streets. That's right. <laughs> Currently living yes. and, and <laughs> devouring pets. And always right behind you, Florida man. And who knows what he's up to. <laughs> well, right. Yeah, With a sock full of pennies. <laughs> you, you just narrowly escape the jaws of a gator, and some lunatic grabs you and tries to eat your face. <laughs> It's very and, disappointing. And the most fun state in the United States of America, California. There you go. California. So many options. You know, that is true. It's absolutely true. And their government's doing their best to drive everyone out. Exactly. Everybody who makes a living. Trying to turn it into a third world country. There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. So I'm, uh, I've had a heck of a lot of fun in Mexico, too, speaking of third world countries. <laughs> I'm happy to see that more tech people are worried about privacy when it and not just focusing on look at this great technical achievement that the, the tech world has come up with. That people are worried right. about privacy and we have designed a tool that those with ill intent can use. That, that realization is dawning on at least some. One of those tools is facial recognition at airports. Now we're going to talk to Jeffrey Fowler about that next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty.
mentioned to me he was reading about the the year's most controversial footwear. Well, it was clickbait that got me. If you don't stay tuned for that, I don't know thought, what's going to keep your. What is it like? Harp seal boots? What 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 footwear could be controversial? <laughs> well, I was surprised. <laughs> the year's most controversial footwear. They got me. Oh, wow. Jeffrey Fowler is a technology columnist for the Washington Post. He's based out of San Francisco, California. And uh, the headline of his recent Pete's, which caught our eye, Don't Smile for Surveillance, Why Airport Face Scans Are a Privacy Trap. Jeffrey, on the cutting edge of tech, but yet with a love of liberty. How are you, sir? I'm good. Thanks for um, inviting me back. Oh, sure. Sure. It's always fun. So uh, what is the current state of airport uh, face scans and, and what you talking about? The current state is getting pretty troubling. You know, there's been a huge debate that's going on in this country about facial recognition technology. San Francisco a couple of weeks uh, ago banned it. And yet it has already arrived at American airports all over the U.S. There are now systems in place, um, some at gates where you board the airplane that you step up to. And instead of having your passport checked or having your ticket checked, they check your face. Now, when I heard that, I thought, okay, great. That's like unlocking your phone. Now I don't have to worry about my ticket. I'm not that worried about that. But so they're doing it more than just at the gates? They're doing it at the gates. They're doing it at backdrop. They're doing it at uh, at uh, security checks as well. Okay, that's and just surveillance then. That's just a new kind of surveillance at the airports that we need to discuss as a society. That's not a That's not a convenience of any kind. But actually, I want to challenge you on this idea that that this is a great convenience. Uh, at, Feel free, because I'm the, at the boarding gate. Uh, in because, general, I want less of this stuff rather than more, but go ahead. Yeah, because I think that's exactly um, how they get us. Look, airports are places where, um, you know, our, our, our minds and our bodies are being uh, confronted with all kinds of indignities, right? <laughs> we're stressed, we're worried about security, and there's somebody blowing up our plane or whatnot. So Americans tend to, at airports, put up with whatever is asked of us, right? And especially if the promise is things might get a little bit safer or things might go a little bit faster. I met one woman when I was testing the system at New York JFK's airport who said to me, she's like, strip me down naked if you need to. I don't care. Just get me onto this plane safely. And that, I think, is how they're getting us. Because what's really happening here for this system to be in place is the U.S. government is for the first time making a database of the faces of Americans who are not accused or suspected of any kinds of crimes. You know, that I, is a pretty big uh, leap for America. It is. A, it's a huge leap. And you're obviously right because it, the government runs the whole air thing. If they're going to keep in a database all our faces, that is a major, we should discuss it before it even gets started, leap for the government to have a database of our faces. I would agree. And help me think this through, Jeffrey. Why not uh, f- take a look at the other side of the coin and just all agree that we will have a database of the faces of those who we cannot let on any flights. It's not a preemptive tool. It's merely a, instead of having me stationed there in a blue uniform or plain clothes looking for Osama bin Laden to make sure he doesn't get on a plane, we're going to have computers do it. Has that been discussed? So- so that's already happening. Uh, before you get on, before you can even enter security at the airport and get your ticket, you've been checked to make sure, with all the other biographic information they have in the ticket, they, they, you've been checked to make sure that you're cleared to be on that flight. So what these space scans are about is has nothing to do with security. That's the other great con of this. You've already been uh, cleared. You've already been checked physically, right, at, at airport security. This is about immigration. 
and the immigration wanting to catch people who overstay their visas because they have a tiny, tiny problem. One percent of the people who come to the U.S. on a visa overstay it. And some of those, some of that one percent uses someone fake to leave the country, like someone who might look a little bit like them to leave the country. So it looks like they left. Hey, Jimmy, you look a lot like me. Can you cross the border, please? (laughs) Wow. Exactly. And then the other thing this is really about is these programs are being put in place by airlines. Now, airlines are corporations. You might ask, why are they interested in this? Well, because airlines look at what's going on in Silicon Valley and they think, ooh, there's money in those faces, isn't there? Right? And they can get all, they can get all kinds of efficiencies in the airport. Look, if you're dropping off your own bag, uh, you're, and you're checking your own ticket at the gate, they need fewer people, right? Or they can assign those people to do other jobs in the airport. But that's not really what we've seen from airlines, right? They're just right. replacing humans with more machines. Or they can get all kinds of valuable information about our faces. One executive was sort of bragging, for one airline was kind of bragging like, ooh, we can see whether you're in a good mood or a bad mood just by reading your face. So If I'm in an airport, I'm in a bad mood. Yeah, can I just fill that. out a form? <laughs> Exactly. So there's 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 just a, a lot of big questions and problems, but maybe the biggest one of all, which ironically, when I wrote first wrote my column for the Post, I just sort of put this in there as something we should think about, which is you know anytime you turn something into data, and we're turning now turning faces into data, it can be stored, it can be shared, or it can be stolen. Sure. And a, and a couple of hours after I published my 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 column in the Post online yesterday. I get a call from Customs, who's running this program, Customs and Border Protection. And they said, oh, we have something to tell you. Our database of photos has been breached. It's already happened. They, re- they, they reported course. this yesterday. It happened through a subcontractor. Uh, it, it didn't happen with a database of photos of people at the airport. It happened to some people who are crossing a land border. But it's all the same thing, and it's, it's, it's all the part of the same system, and it shows exactly why we probably don't want – um, to trust the government with the central centralized database of our faces because we can't change of our faces, right? I love the fact that you're writing the angle from this point of view. I just I just don't think many people care. I mean, it's any time I've ever tried to explain to somebody, you know, here's what could happen in the future if the government is allowed to track everywhere we go, if they're reading our license plates in the parking lot and, and got cameras on the corner, all that sort of stuff. I can't even keep anybody's attention for like two minutes on that conversation. Nobody cares. Is it going to be, like you were saying, is it going to be more convenient? Am I going to be slightly safer and it's going to be slightly faster? Then do whatever you got to do. Jeffrey Fowler, technology columnist for the Washington Post on the line. So, Jeffrey, in the minute or so we have left, is your gut feeling that perhaps the United States, Europe style, will have a great awakening and we will pass stringent controls on this sort of thing? Or are you just basically clawing the earth, trying to keep it from going too far too fast, but knowing privacy as a concept is doomed? I think that there is a reckoning happening. Uh, there are very few things that seem to bring Republicans and Democrats in, in Washington together right now, but this topic is one of them. And they had a big hearing last week where I saw Republicans and Democrats alike about facial recognition really just challenging the government agencies putting in place these, these systems, saying we need laws to cover this. And then after that news came out yesterday about uh, that customs database being lost, they called for more hearings. So so stand by. The, 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 the Washington has finally woken up to this. Jeffrey Fowler for president. Head to Iowa, Jeffrey. You might as well. Woo! Be the 25th. <laughs> Jeffrey uh, writes for the Washington Post Tech. We'll have a link at armstrongandgetty.com so you can find the piece. It's terrific as always. Uh, Jeffrey, thank you very much. Good to talk to you. 
You bet. What how, are this, how good is he? I love Jeffrey. What are this year's most controversial footwear? <laughs> <laughs> Jack, I was, I was doing show prep, as I usually do in the afternoon and evening, and there was a little clickbait that said, uh, Kim Kardashian, something rocking the year's most controversial footwear. <laughs> I, 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 I would click on that one. How, how, what, what, what is it? Is it like the spike to stomp on little animals? or Says like Trump made of, on it? Right, or made a harp <laughs> No, Jack, it's what they call the thong heel. It's a flip-flop with a heel. Mm. And it's the year's most controversial footwear. Seems like that'd be hard between the toes, all the pressure down on it. If you, uh, if you get in an argument about, uh, well, a controversy over that footwear, and I believe in the sanctity of life, kill yourself. <laughs> Please kill yourself. <laughs> the year's most controversial footwear. Armstrong and Getty. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.